Today's show is brought to you by Heart J Center for Experiential Learning. Hands-on learning for all ages with a variety of programs offered, including science and nature, history and archaeology, agriculture and conservation, wellness, and outdoor skills and creative arts, all at historic Sylvandale Guest Ranch. You can find Heart J Center at heartjcenter.org or call 970-690-4221. Nestled in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, just west of Loveland, Colorado, lies a little piece of paradise. It has been called a jewel, a treasured place protected from the encroachment of civilization, overexpansion, and from the tragedy of what John Denver once described as more people, more scars upon the land. It is a place filled with beauty and wonder, joy and tranquility, cerulean skies, clean mountain air, spectacular sunsets, a place teeming with an abundance of wildlife, including elk, deer, bighorn sheep, bobcats, and even bears and mountain lions. Horses graze and freely roam the lush, open valley as the clear, rushing water of the Big Thompson River winds through over 3,000 acres of a little bit of heaven on earth. Welcome to Sylvandale Guest Ranch, a place like no other. This is its story, and you're listening to Riding for the Brand. when an ambitious Kansas kid, working his way through college, arrived in the Loveland Valley for a summer job and caught a vision of what a little ranch on the Big Thompson River could someday be. America had danced through the Roaring Twenties and then suddenly suffered through the stock market crash of 1929. The ensuing years, known as the Great Depression, had destroyed millions of lives, leaving the hopes and dreams for a brighter future dashed and spirits at an all-time low. People were looking for a hero, for comfort and for hope, for food, security, and a safe place, a safe haven to rest weary minds and stressed out bodies. Just such a place as the jewel known as Sylvandale. But to understand the importance and rich meaning of this place, we must start at the beginning, or at least a millennia before. Over a thousand years ago, a culture known as the Fremont people found shelter in a shallow cave in what is now known as Echo Rock along the Big Thompson on Sylvandale property. The Fremonts were a pre-Columbian, that is before Columbus in 1492, archaeological culture based primarily in Utah. Fast forward to the 1800s. Following trails made by the big game and the Native Americans who hunted them, 
Rugged trappers, hermits, and hunters carved a way through the seemingly impassable Rocky Mountains. They were soon followed by adventurous pioneers from the east, seeking land, new lives, and a fresh start in the wide open spaces of the western frontier. Shortly after, America had not only won its independence from a tyrant across the Atlantic Ocean, but had suffered a horrific civil war, pitting brother against brother in a fight between the North and the South. Soon, eyes were fixed on westward expansion as the glory days of the Old West made their short-lived appearance. Railroads were built, linking the East to the West, thus enabling the faster export and growth of agriculture and supplies. These major changes led to the destruction and downfall of the culture and civilization of the American Indian, including the Ute and Arapaho tribes who made their home and living in and around the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. Here in the summer, they hunted big game, bison, deer, and elk, and then wintered in the valley, seeking refuge from the deep snows of the high country. In 1862, President Abraham Lincoln passed the Homestead Act, which provided that any adult citizen who had not borne arms against the U.S. government could claim 160 acres of surveyed government land. The stipulations were that claimants were required to improve the plot by building a dwelling and cultivating the land. And after five years, the claimant was entitled to the property free and clear, minus a small registration fee. The place now known as Sylvandale was first claimed as a homestead in 1864 by land squatter William Alexander, who was purported to be responsible for the first cherry tree planted in the region. Nine years later, in 1873, Explorer, writer, photographer, and naturalist Lady Isabella Bird, a decidedly eccentric Englishwoman, visited the area among her remarkable series of journeys around the world and became one of the first women to summit Long's Peak, the highest point in what was soon to become Rocky Mountain National Park. Seeking a route from Fort Collins to Estes Park, she stayed for several days with the Alexander family, whom she gave the fictitious name the Chalmers, in her memoirs, a travel book known as A Lady's Life in the Rocky Mountains. She wrote of her visit to Sylvandale long before it was ever known by that name. Ranch resident naturalist Dave Armstrong describes her experience. This crazy English woman, Isabella Bird, came along, uh, and, uh, and she uh, had been on the train uh, coming from uh, uh, California, headed for the East Coast to go back to England. Uh, and um, the, the sort of the, the newly finished transcontinental railway. And she uh, uh, got to uh, a point down over by Granby. Uh, and, uh, and she, uh, it dawned on her that she was being uh, bounced and abused by this train. And she said, and it says in her book, I was so tired of the noise of that train 
and uh, the sparks from the locomotive burning my bonnets uh, that I decided to go off and, and find Estes Park. Uh, and so she got off the train uh, and uh, in uh, uh, probably was Fort Collins and came south because she knew that uh, uh, the, the Big Thompson Canyon was, was uh, that Long's Peak was at the top of that and, and she could find Long's Peak from here. And so she uh, decided to go up the, uh, up the canyon and it was blocked by you know, rocks the size of houses. So uh, she couldn't go that way. And so she kind of knocked on a door down here and, and uh, the, uh, again, the original squatter of uh, Sylvandale uh, said he could get her to Estes Park. They got uh, part of the way up to Gulch here and, uh, and he, he uh, she called him Chalmers in the book, but his name was Alexander for whom the mountain's name. And uh, William Alexander got, got uh, lost and turned around and said they had to give up. And uh, so she gave up with him uh, and decided, in fact, uh, what she needed to do was to uh, uh, follow another river. And so she followed the pooter uh, with a guide uh, and uh, they got up and over and into the, the far side of the, of the Rockies. Here's a Sylvandale fun fact. Did you know that in 1986, the Division of Wildlife chose Sylvandale for the restoration of bighorn sheep? 70% of Sylvandale's 3,000 acres is under conservation easement, meaning no one can ever build on it, which is a big reason why you can find so much wildlife here. In fact, with help from the students from Preston Middle School, Sylvandale set up a water source for wildlife on the ranch called the Guzzler to provide water for these magnificent creatures. Here it is visited daily, not only by the bighorn, but by all sorts of animals, including bobcats, bears, and mountain lions. You can see the variety of wildlife visitors captured by camera at the Guzzler by visiting www.wildnaturemedia.com and on our website under About Us on our Natural History page. that Lady Isabella Byrd visited in the 1870s, the Big Thompson Canyon, which embraced the Sylvandale property, was known as Box Canyon. Reportedly, the only way to get through it was to follow an old wooden flume that directed water to the ranch. Time passed. And under President Ulysses S. Grant, Colorado joined the Union in 1876. As stories and tales of the beauty and majesty of this Rocky Mountain region reached ears back east, folks began to visit as awestruck tourists from around the world. Great tales of tragedy and triumph followed these adventure seekers. In addition to tourism and adventure seeking, others came to seek healing from respiratory ailments in the crisp, clean mountain air. Among these included a man named F.O. Stanley, famed inventor of the Stanley Steamer Automobile and builder of the famous Stanley Hotel, a Neo-Georgian structure of the Grand Hotel era. Suffering from tuberculosis, and given only months to live, 
Stanley found healing in these mountains and contributed greatly to the success and tourism to the area. He was pivotal in helping open a route through the Big Thompson Canyon, from Loveland on the east all the way up to Estes Park, and to what eventually became known as Rocky Mountain National Park in 1915. A year later, a local cattleman named Friend Neville bought Alexander's Ranch from a Denver lawyer named McCutcheon, where the two used the land mostly for cattle ranching. In a short time, hospitality rooted itself at the base of the mountains as the Big Thompson became a popular fishing and hunting destination for visitors east of the Mississippi. In the 1920s, Neville responded to these vacationers' needs and built a two-story lodge and four cabins on the bank of the Big Thompson River, calling it Sylvandale, a name which means Wooded Glen. He also planted apple trees to offer a shady respite from the activities of the day, where the Big Thompson River flowed happily along its shores, and life on the ranch promised peace, beauty, and adventure. Meanwhile, the country and the world were experiencing major changes from the First World War from 1914 to 1918, followed by a decade of prosperity, primarily in Western society and Western culture. A booming economy created an era of mass consumerism and a feeling of power and invincibility. For the first time in history, more Americans lived in the cities than on farms. Yet, for some, the wide open skies and majestic mountains of the West beckoned the heart to return to a quieter, more peaceful way of life. In 1929, Neville's wife died, and he decided to sell the property to Cotner College, a Christian church school in Lincoln, Nebraska. Under the direction of J.B. Weldon, Sylvandale Ranch became the ideal campus for Cotner's summer program for three summers straight. But the country once again faced a new challenge. Following a decade of incredible prosperity, the stock market crashed in October of 1929, sending Wall Street into a panic and wiping out millions of investors. Thus began the era known as the Great Depression. As a result, the school was forced to pull its academic programming from the ranch. But the Reverend Weldon determined to stay on with the hopes of finding a new purpose for the property. The College Board of Directors agreed to his plan of turning the place into a boys and girls summer camp, in effect, reverting the ranch back to what it had been when friend Neville owned it, a dude ranch. Only, instead of weekend vacationers and tourists, he hosted a group of incredibly fortunate kids for the entire summer. Because Weldon was unable to pay the staff who cooked and cleaned, 
he offered them room and board. Enter Morris Jessup, an ambitious, bright young college kid from the flat plains of Kansas who happened to be looking for a change of scenery. While washing dishes at the Dewdrop Inn in Enid, Oklahoma, Jessup overheard a conversation about the ranch and asked for a summer job. After being given a yes, he hitchhiked to Loveland, Colorado and caught a ride with the mail carrier. And the rest is history. We'll cover how the ranch was won in episode two. But suffice it to say, much has happened since those early days when the Jessops, with barely enough money to make the down payment, grabbed hold of a dream and made it a reality. The growth and change since its humble beginnings helped define who and what Sylvandale has become today. Thanks to the Jessops' vision and its longevity, this beautiful ranch of the Wooded Valley has survived two world wars, three pandemics, including the polio pandemic in the 40s, and a handful of floods. No wonder families have gathered together at Sylvandale for up to four generations. They come for the safe environment where family members of all ages can bond through wholesome, old-fashioned fun with a wide array of activities, including horseback riding adventures, hiking the trails, exploring the ranch, catching rainbow trout in the river, playing family softball, tennis, horseshoe, and volleyball, swimming in the heated outdoor pool, and raising the roof on Western Dance Night. But maybe, best of all, folks come to fulfill the childhood dreams to cultivate a deeper passion and respect for Western culture and history. Gathered from and nurtured through tales shared by local historians, horsemen, ranchers, and cowboy poets and singers, as well as Native American storytellers, this passion and respect draw folks back year after year to a place like no other, a place where the heart finds its home in the West, a place called Sylvandale. In upcoming episodes, we will explore this amazing place called Sylvandale Guest Ranch and explore all there is to learn and do. Thank you for joining us today here at Riding for the Brand at Sylvandale Guest Ranch, where the skies are blue and the West is calling. You are invited to come to Sylvandale and experience the legacy firsthand. To find out more, you can visit sylvandale.com or call 970-667-3915. We look forward to seeing you.